Louise Cooney's Open Book, a Go Loud original podcast. Hello, you're very welcome back to Open Book presented by Go Loud. This is our last episode of season two. I'm Louise Cooney and I'm so excited to have an amazing guest on today for our final episode. I really hope you've enjoyed this season and it's been amazing looking back at all the guests we've had from Greg O'Shea to Georgie Crawford to Sinead O'Brien last week, which I got so much amazing feedback on. She was just so incredibly open to talk about such a tough, a tough year. And yeah, it was amazing to hear you enjoyed the conversation as much as I like appreciated having her on. And it was great that she felt that Open Book was a safe space to have that conversation. I am very excited we have Sinead Hegarty on this week. She is a podcaster. She is the founder of The Brave Way, which is a meditation online kind of digital space. She is an Instagram influencer and she's just an incredible chatter as well. So I think you'll really enjoy this episode. We chat a lot about relationships, about meditation, looking after yourself and moving country. Before we get stuck into the full episode, it's time for the Ampost Book Club check-in. Ampost are our lovely sponsors, as you know. We've just finished July's book, Dirty Laundry. Oh my God, I loved it. I flew through it. I've done a full review and you can check that out over on onpost.com forward slash book club or else on my TikTok. And tonight I'm actually going to be sitting down with its author, Disha Bose, for an in-person On Post book club conversation. Follow On Post TikTok and keep an eye out for that exclusive interview. And then next week we'll be starting the new book for August. It's The Happy Couple by Nisha Dolan. As you know, this is the last episode of Open Book, but you can follow along on On Post TikTok. I'm so happy that they started this book club. It's really gotten me back into the swing of reading regularly. And I'm going away to Italy next week, this day next week. And I'm so excited. I've got a really long list of books to get through. And don't forget, if you are a part of the Ampost Book Club, you can get exclusive discounts on books. Head over to ampost.com forward slash book club to find out more. So yeah, with that being said, let's get into the full episode with Sinead. So you're very welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on, Sinead. I was trying to think, how was I going to introduce you? Because I feel like you've so many... You have so many different things going on. So Sinead is, for those of you who don't know her, a podcaster. You're an entrepreneur. You've got a couple of businesses. You've got your meditation business, The Brave Way. You've got your Tranquility Rings. You have an Instagram following. So you do a little bit of work on there. And you really kind of focus on like wellness, adventure, travel and sharing your life. Would you say that's fair? Is there anything I've missed there? Yeah, I feel like you've got the nail on the hammer there. It's always really hard. Like, to be honest, when people ask me, I honestly never know what to say. It's just like, I don't know. When people ask me, like, who do not know me or anything, they're like, oh, what do you do? I would just say, like, uh, I'm a meditation teacher. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know, I hate so when people ask me things. that. You can't just start rhyming them. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're in a taxi, I'm like, oh, God, I'm an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> no, my I actually got this. I was at an entrepreneur event, but they were basically like, you need to tell people that you're an entrepreneur. But I feel like as an Irish thing, like, we're like, no, we would never, ever say that mm. but I always say like you know if someone asked me like what is my main thing I would say like I want a digital wellness company I would say that do you know what I mean because we have digital wellness products you know what I mean so that's yeah I suppose what I would say but I think your intro was amazing thank yeah. you very much <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on I think you're a very fitting guest for open book because I know you're yeah. a big reader big big reader I literally like I'm obsessed with books 
like my laptop is sitting on a stack of books right now so <laughs> I'd say you've got like a library how do you move country with all these books I know so my dad sends them out to me like I try to bring as much as I have like my babies like you want to see them everyone's like that is a well-read book but like I just bring them everywhere with me like because obviously I'm doing podcasts or writing meditations or doing stuff I always bring out my books so I have like a 10 that I always bring with me but then my dad has been sending them out like as a gift that was my, my birthday get like he was sending them out because he's like what do you want for your birthday and I was like honestly I just want you to send and me books out like every month or two like and try to get them all here would so you be able to choose would you be able to choose one book that has been the most life-changing oh um I always think like the first books that you read in your life are usually what your bible because like when you read a book see when you get a bit older you get a bit like you kind of take everything with a pinch of salt because you understand that not everyone is right. Yeah. But like when you read your first book, that person is the Bible because you're like, well, this book must be right. So I think like the first book that I really read and definitely that definitely changed my life was Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And um, and it's a real heavy book. Like it's it took me a long time to read because it was one of my first books. But I actually practice every single thing in it to the T. You know, sometimes people mm. read books and don't practice. You know, I practice everything that was written in, the, in that book and it completely changed my life. And sometimes I look back at that book because you're supposed to write in it with all your goals. Yeah. And like I look back, like all them goals are smashed. But I also love like that. And then the the laws of human nature is like, so laws of human nature. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. I heard you talk about the Tony Robbins book before, but I haven't heard you talk about this one. Yeah, Laws of Human Nature, it's a big, it's a 700 pager, like it's Ooh. massive, but it's <laughs> all about psychology and just like understanding humans. So when I read that book, I understood a lot of humans and I, I understood like a lot of human behavior. So like when things were happening to me or say someone is acting in a certain way, I can literally just pick it up from that book and be like, that is why they're doing that. And it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It just mm. lets you have so much compassion for people and makes you understand humans so much more. And like, that's the kind of book I would read and get so excited. Like I would feel like my my tummy like rolling and hyper and I'd be like so excited to share what yeah, I just yeah, read. Yeah. But yeah, it's one of them. But then I suppose it just depends what you're into. Like it, it's a psychology book. So it just depends if you're into psychology. I, don't, but, I um, never really read those types of books, but I'm going away on holidays yeah. next week. And I'm kind of like planning on just reading a lot and just completely switching off. So I'm taking yeah. notes. Would you read fiction? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, mostly read fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I never read fiction. I have to force myself to read fiction when I'm on holidays to relax. And, <laughs> I know. Well, do you want to share a little bit about, I suppose, how you got started in all of this? Because I know you kind of grew to sharing all of this kind of stuff, like the the wellness, the meditation. But how did you actually get started in, I suppose, the online, the digital world, and build your following and kind of grow your platform to where it is? Yeah, like. Mine is such a random one. Like it really is so random. Like, but I think like my Instagram following started coming just when I was, I went through, like I just got cheated on and I went through a breakup and we were supposed to go traveling together. And we were like literally flying to Singapore that next week. And I just found out and I was like, no, 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 like you're not going. Like I can't go back with you. Like, you know what I mean? So I got on the flight. And then I was traveling on my own. And like, obviously I had like maybe like 10,000 followers at this stage just from, do you remember back in the day when Instagram was kind of like explore, like your pictures would go viral, mm. like things like that. And like, we were kind of like couple goals back then. And like, we were doing, like, I don't know, those <laughs> couple random, goals. honestly, That's those so random funny. photos that like, would just blow up and I would get like thousands of followers. It was like so random. And anyway, so obviously everyone was like kind of following the couple journey but then I was on this journey on my own I was traveling on my own and also like I didn't have anyone to speak to so like I just spoke to my story and and I was really struggling with like heartbreak and not understanding 
what was going on and I was really really down but also like trying really hard to heal and like mm. just sharing my whole journey whilst also traveling alone and like you know when you're traveling alone you have so much time to speak to your camera so I was just speaking to my camera and being very very vulnerable and then when I got to Australia yeah then I went on the farm and did all that and I think like I just was very vulnerable like I was just having a bit of crack with it too yeah. do you know what I mean and people yeah. just obviously must have re- like related to it mm-hmm. and then yeah like then I started like studying like human behavior getting into psychology like getting into all these things like meditation and just like sharing my journey of how it was like healing me and then obviously people were relating to that as well and it's like things like meditation and stuff are just so I'm just so passionate about because I feel like it's some these are some of the things that like saved my life and made me like the person that I am today Mm. and I also think like meditation can be very hard to tell people to do because it's so it's not modernized enough so I felt like I can modernize this I can you know try to get people to meditate from a different angle and like because people never want to meditate like do they so when you express it in a different way then that's kind of like what my passion is I suppose. So I do I want to question you on this in a minute but I just want to go back to something you just said because I can actually really relate to it I moved to New York right before Covid and I moved yeah, I by myself that. and like that, spent a lot of time by myself. But like my phone became like my best friend. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I would spend so much time online talking to people. Like I literally like relied on them for advice and things. But do you think like that level of sharing, as amazing as it can be at different stages in your life, do you think it's like sustainable to share that much, to share with a group of people online in the same way that you might share with like your best friends? Yeah, I actually love it. I love sharing and I hate when I'm not like I like even, you know, you know, I kept my relationship like we were private there for ages and I hated it. I was like, no, like I'm having so much fun. I can't Mm. even share it. Like it's so (laughs) annoying. Um, I love sharing. I love I don't know, like and I love when people like give me feedback and we can talk like, Mm. you know, even when I'm sharing the hard stuff like, yeah people will write back and be like, oh my God, she needed this too. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. And yeah. I definitely think like, you know, there is, back then you could have shared and did a lot more than you can now. And mm. you, you, I do wish I could share as much as I shared back then just because, but there's just so much you get judged on. And like yeah. the more followers you get, like the more judgment comes in. And although we say that it doesn't affect us, like it does, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It does pull you back just that little bit. But I think as well, you have like when you have to realize like all the people that do really well are the people that are truly themselves vulnerable and authentic. So it's just about like portraying that in a way that you, you know, have your own privacy and have your own life, but also like showing the real you can help yeah. other people be them. That's um, so true. And, you know, people will say that to me all the time. Like I said this in my live show, like the because I was like really struggling for what I was going to say in the, in the live show. And I was like taking a panic attack on my close friend story. And my friend wrote to me and he was just like, I don't think you understand like how powerful you are. Like just being you online has made me made me be me like it made me be able to share and be vulnerable as well like because he's in the same industry and he's like just watching you be yourself was made me be myself like made me like not care what people think so although like it can be scary out there I'm sure you know it is very Mm. scary out there in the influencing world if you push past it like you can help and inspire others always so no I love that I I love that I I wish I could do it more (laughs) I love that message because I feel like there's a lot of pressure for everything to be perfect and Mm -hmm. I, I feel like online people in general get a lot of shit for that saying it's it's us but I also think we get that pressure from the audience like if you say something slightly wrong you have to face you know the drama of that or the I suppose, the backlash of that Yeah, sometimes. Which is sad as well, because 
we're all humans and we're also growing and learning at our own pace. Like, I don't know if you remember, do you remember the Molly May thing where it came out and she said like 24 hours in a yes, day or yeah, you know, what yeah. was it? Or I actually think it was before that the podcast people were talking about what you thought about the podcast, Stephen Bartlett. And everyone was like, oh, can you not see that like, she's all like driven by money and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you understand that she's tw- at this stage, I think she was like 21, 22. I was like, yeah, she's like so 21 yeah. or 22. When I was 21 and 22, I was neck and vodka and Magaluf as a shot girl. Mm. Like everyone has their own journey to who they are and they have to make all these mistakes they have to go through what they're going through in order to learn and grow so it's like it can be really sad that sometimes they don't let us learn and grow we have to be perfect we can't say do things out of Mm -hmm. line but also like it does keep you in check like you know you have to watch what you say you have to if something comes about you have to learn about it more and like you have to be you know even with content now like if I'm talking about meditation stuff like you know I'm coming at it with some very good research and evidence like whilst you know maybe like a few years ago you might be able to just come on and say anything and everyone would believe you whilst you do need the like the backup and yeah it does challenge us but I think like it does help but yeah that's a good thing I know as what well. you mean though like sometimes it can be a wee bit like crazy and you're just like oh can I even be bothered anymore I know yeah it, it, sometimes you literally do step back and be like oh fuck this do you know what I mean yeah I know well but, you, you spoke a little bit there about keeping your relationship private hmm. How do you figure out like the boundaries? Like, is that something that you and your boyfriend kind of talk about together or is it just a timing thing? To be honest, like I feel like because my last relationship was so public, I and do you know what? I people are like, do you not want to have it because that last relationship was so public? I'm like, no, no, I love all this. Like, I love sharing my love. I love sharing my my life and like everything that I'm doing. I love all the wee fun bits and everything. But I think the last time was a bit of a public breakup and it was just really intense and you're actually getting a lot of hateful messages as well like you Mm. can't keep a relationship you can't do this you do and it was really annoying for me because I was just like you have no idea what's going on in my relationship at all for me for you to say like I can't keep one no 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 what about you know I have standards and boundaries for myself and I like I am deserve better than this you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I think that's now the, the the boundaries yeah so I have asked my boyfriend I like I've asked him plenty like you know and at the start we were like no we want and, and to be honest I wanted to be so private until I knew that we were in it for like the long run because I wasn't going to put another boyfriend up there and then take him away again it, it is actually heartbreaking for them too yeah. and I get that because they grow to love this person as well and like I didn't want to keep doing that to the public as well like you know to my followers it's just like I want to know like I don't want to go in there and then come out like I need to know so then you know a lot of things happened where you know we we were very serious and we knew that we were like having those very very serious talks and like even things like we were going away and all and I was just like so then we, we he was like it's different he's private so like no one really goes on there yeah people try to follow him and stuff but um and also like he's he's not he wouldn't be like showing on the camera do you know what I mean he wouldn't yeah. like like the camera on him do you know what I mean so I just I wouldn't put it on him that much but I do love putting up our wee photos and all and, like actually be able to share um our life now but yeah there's definitely boundaries and it's so scary for them do you know what I mean it actually is like my boyfriend like will be somewhere and someone would just say oh you're do you know what I mean and he panics it's so weird yeah yeah and I even remember I went out with my boyfriend years ago as well like five years ago I was going out with him five years ago when a movie had like 50,000 followers I think it was around then and then when I left the country we were only seeing each other for a bit and then I left the country and girls would send me videos of him being like Sam's out and I'm like <laughs> oh my god and I would send them to him and he's like what the fuck oh my <laughs> you god you know what I mean so like but you know the good thing about that 
There mm. is Irish girls' eyes everywhere. So <laughs> I get away with nothing. <laughs> they can't get away with nothing. Where you are, there's going to be an Irish girl there and they're going to be watching out for me. So, <laughs> okay, um, I love that. Yeah, That's... I think as well, like, yeah, he does feel the pressure, but like, I think he is fine. Not a, just not too much. Yeah, it's just about, I suppose, yeah. getting the balance right. Because you were quite private as well for a while, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Like Mark yeah. wouldn't be, like, he's just not really into social media, you know. Mm. And... I just wanted to do like what was right by him. And also, I suppose it was like, you know yourself when you have something so good offline, mm. it's like you don't feel like that pressure to bring it online and make it like a part of, I suppose, something that can be like it's work. You know, it's it's yeah. beyond your your private space, you know, and I think yeah. especially because we met like in COVID times and that's really when we like hit it off. It was just a little bubble, you know, and I loved that. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. enjoyed that for a while. And then, like now, you know, we'll we'll put up the odd odd video and picture or whatever. But it's kind of just like there's no pressure. It's like when when he likes a picture, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I always ask as well. Like, it's it's mad because I always ask him, ask, do you want to be tagged? Do you want me to be tagged? Like, I would hide his tags just because, like, it's not because I want to hide him. It's just because he doesn't want all these followers. Yeah. So yeah. He, I just, like, hide his tags that... Do you know what I mean? But then, yeah. like, there's times I just put a photo and I'll tag his photo. Like, it's not like I'm hiding them. I'm yeah. just saving them from the, like, people trying to follow him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. So you said you were in a relationship with him five years ago, was it? Yes, 2018 to 2019. We were just seeing each other. We were, like, kind of passing ships, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I was traveling and I was only here for, like, a few months. We started seeing each other then. And then I was leaving to travel again. I was going, like... Asia, Europe, etc. I was going to be gone for like nine months. So we kind of like broke each other's hearts, like doing that. And then, yeah, like five years later. Found your way back. Yeah. First person I bumped into on the street on the first day I was here. I was just like, (laughs) what are the chances? And how is it different, I suppose, the second time around? Or is it the same? Oh, no, it's so different. It's crazy. Like I was saying this on my own podcast. I was like, it's like falling in love all over again, but with the same person, but a new person. Yeah. Because like when we met, like I was like a skinned backpacker and he was just so, so we were so young then. And he was like, you know, what would he been? 20? I don't know. But he's, he's just so mature now. He's so mature. He's so, um, he's just like a totally different person. He's like a, like a man now. Do you know what I mean? Like back then we were kids or yeah, something. It just felt like yeah. we were kids. And now he's like, takes control of all the situations. Like he's so good to me. He's just like, he's just a man. Do you know what I mean? So I think like, yeah, it was just, I guess, right person, right time. And the last time was right person, wrong time. Yes. Oh, but well, I'm glad that we rekindled then instead of like another time. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think the both of us would have been ready for it. For it, you know yeah I'm so happy for you you seem so happy and you can oh, tell thank you when did you move out to Australia so I got here in October and how, how did you find settling in because I know moving I suppose like I moved when I was 27 and I found at that stage it's a little bit harder to make friends people have their groups like you have to try a little bit harder to integrate in with people how did you find that transition the second time around well the second time I think I was quite lucky and blessed because I you know, had my friends and they were, most of them were still here. So I was really blessed. I just fell right into it. But I understand, like the last time I moved here, it was very difficult to make friends. And like, it's something that is hard to do when you're a bit older as well. Mm. But you literally just have to put yourself out there. And I definitely was so, so ready to move back. Like I honestly was so like sad being apart from Australia and my friends. Like I really felt like this was where I wanted to be. And like, I just felt so separated. Like 
when we, I was locked out. Like when I was locked out, I was just like, and it was so unsettling for me. It felt so ungrounded because I was living out of a suitcase. I was renting like short term rentals because I just didn't want, I couldn't even buy myself an air fryer. I was like, I need all this stuff. <laughs> I can't do any of this. I'm coming up, I'm 29, 30. Yeah. And I only got back in there when I was 30. So I think like, I was just so ready to just put my feet on the ground and start community. And, you know, that's what would be, I just feel like full on, like, this is my, this is where Your I home. am now, you know? Yeah. Do you yeah. think you'll stay there? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like people ask us all the time. They're like, would you go back to Ireland? And I'm like, I can never say never. I could, because you do not know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. if you would have asked me five years ago, where would I be? Probably say I'd be living in Maglif. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I loved Maglif at that time when I lived there. But now I'm here and I'm like, I feel really settled. And my partner, like, he'll probably live here as well. So like, I couldn't see us moving back anytime soon. But you just never know because here, like, you know, the property is really high. And then when you have kids, like, you're so far away from your mom and dad. So yeah. you just, you just never, you never know. But for now, like, I definitely feel so happy and settled. And yeah, just, I mean, Australia is just amazing. Like, the, the culture is just unbelievable. Yeah. How would you say it compares to Ireland? Like, what's different about it? I've never been. Oh, well, early rising is a big thing here. So, like, you know, everyone's up at, like, we get up at about 5.20 in the morning. Like, mm. And then we'd be in the gym and then we go for sunrises. You know, we spend all our time with our friends, usually in the a.m. before work which kind of leads you to not wanting to see your friends drunk. Because, like, you know, at home, if you want to see your friends, you go to the pub. Mm. Like, I don't know about your hometown, but my hometown, like, you see your friends and you just have to see them at the pub, like, you are drinking or anything. So I feel like you get so much positive reinforcement before you even, like, go to work, you know what yeah. I mean? So you're getting all these interactions and, like, all this happiness and, like, a five-minute walk to the beach everywhere you are. It's just so stunning and so beautiful. And, just, I don't know, everything's just... It's It's funny you say about the the early rising because I was at a wedding at the weekend and it's my friend who's home from New Zealand with her husband. They're both Irish, but they live over in New Zealand. And they're like, Mm. they can't get over how late it starts here. Like you can't get a coffee shop open. Like most of them don't open until about eight, which is kind of late. Like they're like, they're they're closing up in New Zealand at this time. Yeah, exactly. Like all the cafes are open 5am. Like everyone's in them. Everyone's out for runs. Like it's just like, it's mad when you go down there in the morning. You're just like, it's crazy how many people are just up. Like, yeah, and that's something I love about it. It's just, I just love it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like an amazing culture. And that's, I know a couple of you who've lived there. How do you find it different, I suppose, now as opposed to years ago? Or is it... Is it still like well, the same place la- you remember? Years ago, I hadn't I hadn't a penny to rub together, so <laughs> I couldn't do much to be honest. Like the last time I was here, it's so funny. Everyone's like, "Have you been to Melbourne?" I was like, "No." The last time I was here, I had zero zero money. I literally spent my last bit of money on rent, and then was like, just trying to catch up for the whole time I was here. So I'd say like the difference now is that you know I have few businesses, like I'm making money, so I can like you know go for nice dinners and go on trips and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely different, like, you know, because I was a backpacker then and it was all like cheap drinks, cheap places, like just yeah. going crazy. And like now it's a bit more like, you know, my stable life and I can afford a bit more things. I don't have to yeah the bottle. Yeah, like adult but, life. <laughs> so you mentioned your businesses, The Brave Way. It's an online digital kind of meditation platform. Is that how you describe it? Yeah. So I'm someone who would love to be good at meditating, but... Like, I mean, I know, you know, this type of person who's just like, yeah, I don't really know how to do it. I just can't get into the swing of it. And I've I've tried different ones. I've tried like, you know, the affirmations before bed and then I just end up falling asleep. 
and then I've tried the guided ones and like I'll kind of go in and out of phases of them. But what would you say like to somebody like me, I suppose, who kind of gets distracted and doesn't stick with it? I think it depends like, you know, on why you want to meditate. You know, a lot of people meditate because they've like, you know, for me, I meditated because I was I went through a really dark time in my life and I didn't really um I was going through that really bad heartbreak and I could not sleep. I had really bad insomnia. Mm. Um and then all that kind of was just falling on top of my everyday life. So if you can't sleep and you're going about your day like and your body's not working properly because you haven't had any sleep you're exhausted you're so crabby like you're sad you're emotional and like all these things then you know for me meditation taught me how to have all the self-awareness it finally gave me eight hours of sleep Mm. um like there's so many benefits to meditation like for example like I would not be having my businesses about my meditation because you know I do have a very busy mind well I did have a very very busy mind back then like I couldn't concentrate on anything and I rely on meditation for to help me have a clear mind and Mm -hmm. even like to actually find out who you truly are because the thing about meditating is like you say a lot of people say look well I can't meditate can't just really get into it but that's usually because you haven't really been taught the way. Like if you mm. go on to YouTube meditation, there are some amazing YouTube meditations, but like our generation have monkey mind and I'm sure and monkey mind is like thoughts running around your head all day. Right. But those thoughts are controlling you. If you're not, if you are not thinking about them or if you're not dealing with them and, and thing and with mindfulness or meditation, stuff like that. So when people sit down to meditate, they are met with this monkey mind, like, and they'll do YouTube like, no, I can't do it. I can't think and that's not the point of meditation like people think that you're you have to clear your mind and like I always say I wish I could get that person who said that myth and teach them how to meditate yeah so it's all about um yeah it's all about so basically your mind thinks involuntarily like just like your heart beats so to tell someone to stop thinking of course they're going to think that they're meditating wrong because it's not possible so you want to like choose your thoughts like you choose your clothes in the morning Mm. so it's like you choose what serves you so when people sit down to meditate, they are met with this monkey mind. But this is just bringing awareness to what is ruling your life every single day. Yeah. So when you sit down to meditate, you have all this opportunity to watch your thoughts, observe them, and then choose to come back to the meditation. So mm. the whole the whole definition of meditation is one-pointed, being concentrated on one thing. So whether that be a guide, a breath, a mantra, anything like that. So basically when you start thinking, you'll think loads of thoughts so it'll be like thought 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 thought, mm. thought 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 like your first meditation you might not even hear anything that I say you know like mm. people just thought, thought, thought and that's fine and then there'll be like one or two times where they'll catch their thought and go oh I need to go back to the meditation and then they leave the thought and then they come back this is the training of the mind this is how we this is this is like the whole point so every time you you know that you're engaged you come back and then each meditation becomes like thought 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 and then it'll be like thought 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 and in those spaces is like where the magic happens, you know, like those spaces is your true self comes down. And also when you're taking time to look at your mind and what you're feeding yourself every day, you will notice that you're feeding yourself everyone else's opinions, everyone else's belief systems. And like you don't get a chance to actually think of who you truly yeah. are. So you think of everything you've ever known growing up, like think of oh society says I should be married at this age da, 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 da. like I should look this way I should look this way oh my god I'm uh, I'm comparing myself to this person mm-hmm. and that person all these things are running around your head all day and then in meditation you get that chance to be like no I'm going to take take that away I'm going to take that away and then you start to strip back everyone else's actual thoughts and perceptions and you actually are left with you and 
those wee spaces are so good because throughout the weeks and you know like even when you're having a shower going for a walk if you're meditating you're usually having all these ideas all these things all these like you know just breakthroughs of who you truly are and when you know yourself it's just such a beautiful beautiful place to be and there's mm. just there's just so much benefits to meditating it's yeah just ridiculous and like the more I study it the more I research it it baffles me that we are not being taught us properly in schools you know because it's a massive tool like they have literally got so much evidence to suggest that this can be um so good for your mental health so good for absolutely everything and and but they're like oh well mindful sanitation is hard so we've tried something else and I'm like but if we begin it in school and, and see it as a superpower and tell kids it's a mm. superpower and it's time to like recharge then they can begin their habits and because we we really do need to be you know focusing on things like meditation and mindfulness because it's not like the old days where you know your like your granny and granddad come back from work they kick their feet off, their shoes off and they sit up and put their feet at the fire and they actually shut off like mm. we don't shut off we no. are constantly bombarded with content 24 hours a day we're thinking about emails our bosses we're thinking about you know what we have for dinner like it's constant thoughts because we're constantly bombarded and we constantly want to be distracted so we don't actually decompress our nervous system ever mm. we don't take like unless you go for a massage or anything like that like you need to be de-exciting the nervous system in order for your body to even get into you know rest and digest healing digesting um so yeah like we need meditation even for 10-15 minutes a day like more than anyone because our generation is just bombarded and we just we need to decompress and we need to de-excite and we need to just heal it's honestly so interesting hearing you talk about it and it's definitely something because I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, it's like it's something that you make me so excited to try. But I suppose, yeah. do you know what it is? It was, sorry, first of all, the way you talk about it, it's a little bit like like a diet and training, like almost for your body, but yeah. for your mind. So like you talk about what you're feeding yourself there. That's what, you know, you're hearing what's around you, what you're seeing, what you're taking in. And then you're talking about the training. That's the actual meditation. So it's just kind of like a way of making your mind healthier and I think we all know now like mental health is just as important as physical health so yeah. I'm like it's hard to because people like you know all the trainings I have done are so not modernized and like I'm I'm like I can't wait to like turn this around and modernize it and like when I'm writing meditations like I I write them from all my books and every single meditation for courses that I do are different to the day before yeah. because our generation needs new and exciting things you know and although like meditating on the same thing every day is also mm-hmm. so beneficial like to get people into it you need to give them something to look forward to so like you know when, when I'm doing the course like I have it set out into three different sections so like the first section is all about like um, finding out who you are like asking those questions sitting down with yourself and then the middle bit's all about like visualization feeling the feelings of like everything that you desire for yourself and then the last bit's all about like blocks you know like removing those negative blocks understanding your belief systems your value systems to find out who you are so you can remove those blocks mm. so it's like yeah you just need to yeah like it just needs to be modernized and people need to be talking about it more because it is it's got so many benefits and it's and it's crazy because I would say say to people like you know if I could give you this product and it gives you unreal better sleep like eight hours every night uninterrupted it gives you more concentration it gives you better relationships because um you, you can actually pause and be in control of your emotions like you can you know those moments where people 
say things they regret. Do you ever have an argument with your partner or your friends and you're just like, your emotions are so high yeah. you're in fighter and you just pounce on them and you regret it. Like when you meditate, you can actually sit back, reflect mm-hmm. and you, you have this moment before you react, like you're in charge. Mm-hmm. So you have like better relationships, you can have better sex, you can have better everything. It's literally just like, there's so much to it. And yeah. then if I say to someone like here, how much would you pay for this pill to give you all these things? Like they would pay big money, but I'm like, it's free. I know. I think this it's literally with, I suppose like online now, you, there's so much content that people can cons- consume. Mm. You look it up, like typing meditation into YouTube and it's like, okay, where do I even start here? But I think it's probably just about finding the right teacher and the right type of meditation, trying out different things and seeing what works. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've tried meditating on like, you know, and even like when I'm researching more meditations and doing more courses, like, some of them I'm just like, no, 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 no. And there's all these different types of meditations that you can try. And like that, this one meditation might be for you and this other one might be for you. It's just actually finding out how to meditate and not get, like, because people just meditate, have all these thoughts and be like, oh, no, I can't do this. I can't meditate. Put your thing down. And I think those are the people that need to meditate the most. You know what I mean? Because their thoughts are, you know, rolling around in your head. Mm. We want to be in control. Like we don't want them to be in control of us because when they're in control of us, you know, our thoughts are not us, you know what I mean? Our thoughts are like all these conditioned patterns from other people and we need to be in control. Like even like sitting down to, you know, people like the biggest thing for people is they don't feel good enough. And if you sit down and meditate, like you can find out all the reasons why you even think that and like how to remove them and sort out your beliefs. But yeah, yeah no, it's just finding the right, the right teacher and actually learning about it properly rather than just like sometimes going on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And how much time do you think should be spent each day doing it? Um, I actually like, you know, what's mad as well. Like I've done obviously a lot of courses. I've done a lot of silence. Um, and I mean, I would be meditating for eight hours every day. What? Um, eight hours? Yeah. Like when I'm, when I'm in training. Yeah. So wow. you'd be meditating for eight hours every day in complete silence and you're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed to exercise. You're not allowed to read. You're not allowed to journal. You have to just meditate for eight hours. So what, what does that involve? Like, just sitting and like in silence yeah well meditating so your your silence is like you obviously you have your breakfast lunch dinner you can walk around you can walk meditate but you're not like to read or anything you have to just we did eight hours meditating so you could sit down for an hour and a half get up walk around sit down for your next hour like that's yeah so I've obviously done a lot of a lot of meditating a lot of training but then what I noticed is that like when you're meditating for 10-15 minutes a day you know it's very similar like Although eight hours when I did that, like I felt like I didn't even need to meditate after the whole goal sometimes of meditating is that you don't need to at the end yeah. because like you're so in control of your own thoughts. Um, but yeah, so I actually think 10 to 15 minutes a day. I mean, my peak or my like, I always say like when I'm in good form, like I'm always doing 18 to 22 and that's like, that's a lot for people. It's a lot of time. But I always say 10 to 15 minutes every single day start off small start off with fi- a week of five minutes and then a week of eight minutes yeah and then just go from there because um yeah like you and I, I that's what I mean I've tried it all and like the just doing that daily because if you do it in the morning especially in the morning you're already met with you know doing something uh that, that's disciplined yeah so when you do something that you're like first of all no one wants to sit down and meditate it's not it's not like no one wants to sit down with their thoughts, but when you do, you're so proud of yourself and you know you've made a shift in your brain that day already. Mm-hmm. And see, whenever you open your eyes after meditating, like the world's just kinder, like mm. everything's kinder and you feel more aligned. 
it's just like it's just like you don't get up and everything's really new like you have to control of yourself that day and you know and even in my meditations I'll, I'll like you know visualize my whole day and what I'm going to do and what I'm what's going to happen that day you know I take each section you know yeah. do gratitude I do like a giving love I always like give love and strength to people and then I'll you know visualize my day going really well I like so, you totally inspired me and also I I feel like you're somebody who would not panic if their phone died on a train journey or on a plane journey <laughs> I feel like that's no. everyone's worst nightmare like you know if you forget your headphones when you're going for a walk or going to the gym you're like oh my god I actually have to be alone with my thoughts it's terrible exactly. <laughs> isn't that terrible oh. and also like we need the digital detoxes more than anything because we're just like we are just there's dopamine everywhere we need to detox it for do you know like at the beginning of you know, when and I always say this, like when you're on, on Instagram years and years ago and you got 11 likes and it said 11 likes instead of. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, my God, yes, 11 likes. And then you need 100 likes and then you need a thousand likes and then you need 10,000 likes. That's because there's just so much dopamine that we're just like, yeah, whatever. It becomes like dumb dopamine and it's just like we need more and more and more. It's like an addictive drug to get that high level mm. of happiness again. We need more and more and more. Why it's like. When you do things like meditate and stuff, it's like a constant drip of dopamine. And it's also, and then when you do things like take your phone away and do all that stuff, you completely did, or detox your whole um, dopamine system. So like, you don't understand. See, when I do, obviously I do retreats as well. And on yeah. the retreat, I do silence for the people on the retreat. And you want to see how excited they are as well. Like the next day to like talk, you know, because it's been taken away from them. Mm. You know, so if you do, if you do things like have silent days and stuff like that, like you just, we get so excited for all the little things again. You get yeah. so excited about life. So, when I do silence, I'm like, I can't wait to go back and like read my books, talk to my friends and, you know. So you sound like you you do like everything right for your mind, you know, as much as you can. You sound like you do your, your mind exercise, your meditation, you're, you're really looking after it. Do you ever, and you're looking after, I suppose, your, your thoughts to your, to yourself, do you still have days where you're like, oh my God, I, I hate myself. I feel like shit today. And like, or do you yeah. just know how to reset that when it happens? Because I'm sure it happens to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And like, just because I'm a meditation teacher doesn't mean I meditate every day. Like I try my utter best mm. to get some sort of mindfulness meditation on every day. But there's times where, you know, I don't do it at all. And like, that's another thing about mindfulness or meditation teachers or people on, sometimes there's these meditation teachers and you just think they are so perfect. They're like gurus. And I'm like to be like, guys, we can still have fun and be normal human beings and like mess up and also be good to our minds. Like you can meditate during the week and then you can go out and have your fun drinking nightclubs at the weekend. You know, like I do that all. And I just think like we don't have to give up everything. And I think that's why people related to the meditation course, like, because I like even people would be like, why, how can we take advice from you? Like you go out and do this. And I'm like, I don't care what you think because this is this works for me. Like mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I could be drinking every single day of my life and doing all these bad things, but I'm actually taking time to look after my mind and then enjoying myself, but enjoying myself not to like drown anything out, just to like have fun. Mm -hmm. And like, I think as well, like journaling is massive for me. Like if I'm feeling bad in my body or I'm, my productivity is very low, like, you know, my journal comes out and I'm like, okay, how can I fix this? And I think, having a solution-based thinking really changed my life. It was actually in that book, Awaken the Giant Within, they had a mental diet. And basically you had to, I had to, for 10 days, every negative thought, I wasn't allowed to dwell on it for more than 60 seconds. And I had to have a 100% solution for the negative thought. Within that um, 60 seconds? And, or I'd have to go back to the start and start at day one again. So it actually took me months to, to do that. So how many days are you supposed to do it for? 
10 days it's a 10 day mental diet but if you but what it does teach you is it teaches you how nasty you are because every negative thought I had to have a solution for it so like when I first began the mental diet I was like oh my god like the my I would say like oh my arms are so fat I hate my arms and I'd be like negative thought okay solution okay two solutions you accept your body or you get yourself out and go for a walk if you're not happy you know like mm. and then one of the things was I want to start this business but I don't know how to make a website I was like negative thought okay solution I have two options I pay for someone to make a website I, that's not an option and I have no money or I make the website myself so that's what I did went on Google made my first website and that's how I started my first business so it's like that was what really got me like everything has a solution you could someone could say like oh I can't start a podcast but that negative thought okay where's the solution to this like of course you can start a podcast all you gotta do is type in how to start a podcast mm-hmm. you know there's just a solution there's just google's amazing as well google now we've got chat tbt ai like there's no excuses for people anymore like you can do anything you want you've got an inkling you know yeah solution based thinking no, I love that. I feel like I need to read this book. <laughs> I'm going to add it to my, my holiday reading list because that negative self-talk, that's yeah. definitely something that I do. I learned that in therapy and I know you're a big fan of therapy and you're, you know, mm. you speak about that quite a lot. What is it about therapy? Like, why would you recommend? I mean, that sounds like a silly question, but I suppose, do you still go to therapy? Yes, I still, I love therapy. Mm. I like therapy slot I'm just like, <laughs> like I also I'm I'm, I'm going to be tra- training as well like I've done a few courses now and then I'm going on hopefully now to do a degree so like for me therapy I, I have to do therapy on myself because I feel like that's my that's what I'm going to be training in anyway but I think therapy really taught me how to get myself out of the way like my own head was pitting me you yeah. know like I was stuck on my own negative thoughts like I can't do this I can't do that yeah and like sitting in therapy and they question you well, if someone else did that, why can't you do it? If you're doing this, why can't you do that? And like having actually someone to just talk and be like, where did that belief come from? Where Mm. did that belief come that I can't start a business or I can't be successful? You know, and like actually going through those beliefs and being like, no, that is just a random belief that was instilled in me somewhere along the line. I can do anything that I want and I can put my mind to. So um, that really pushed me and got me out of my own way and made me actually. And I think as well, like one of the good things about therapy is that you feel so supported. Like Mm. you feel like this person's like your number one fan. Like they're there to listen to you and they're committed to you being better. So like that feeling of someone being there as well can feel so comforting. And I actually love knowing all these things about myself. I love when like we have these breakthroughs like, oh, that is when you felt like you know, you weren't enough or you were looking praise off, like say your mom or your dad and like all these breakthroughs, find out why you actually do things instead of, because when you reflect on the things that you do, you can be better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So instead of just like running on the same patterns, like, you know, the same scenarios coming up over and over again, like it's examining them and and like being better. I Um, feel like it's another way that it's kind of go back to that, like, exercise and diet for your mind like it's a way of looking after your mind so for me I usually like at the moment would just go like once a month and say throughout the month I'll write things down if things are bothering me if I find if I find like I keep being brought back to the same thing I will write that down and I go right let's sort this out you know and it's like wiping a slate clean and I can move forward with then with it you know and then I'm just like if you're not doing that at some point is everything just piling up you know and I think for everybody, like, you can find that level that suits you. You know what I mean? Because obviously, like, yeah. it costs money to do that. But so does everything else in life, you know. So it's about prioritizing. Yeah. 
where you want to like, spend your money, I guess. I always think like I went into therapy and I couldn't even afford the therapy. I even remember thinking I can't afford this, but I went. And they are the reason why I started everything because it gave me all the belief. Like mm. they like actually question everything that I was feeling all the time. And I was like, you're right. I can do this. And like, so even the money that I invested into therapy, like has come back at me 20 times over 20 million times. Mm -hmm. over. like, it's just crazy. Like how much I believe in myself. And like, you know, when I first went into therapy, if you look at everything that, you know, if somebody says like, do you think you deserve everything you achieved back then? I would have been like, no. And like the difference between me and then now is I believe I deserve it. And everyone deserves to be living in their, their full potential. So I definitely think like that is something that, um, I definitely, help me with and it's worth every single penny I fucking love that and I do like I know what you say you go at once a month I go for little stints of like six weeks so I'll do so like six weeks but it depends where I am and like for example if I'm having a really hard time with productivity and like mm -hmm. stuff like that I can go back especially like when I entered a new relationship old triggers coming up feeling insecure yeah. like you know I, I would have a bit of a avoidant anxious attachment type so I and I don't want to ruin my relationship with my triggers so mm. I would go into therapy and that they would talk my triggers down yeah instead of like me you know feeling insecure and like sometimes like pitting it on my partner or whatever I'm like okay no I'm gonna go talk and see how they feel and then we're gonna have a conversation later you know so yeah. I think as well especially if you've had hard breakups or you've had like bad situations happen to you in the past you think you're healed until you get into your relationship yeah. and all these triggers come up yeah so I definitely think like you know at the start of my relationship I was like oh I would like to do this and like get through a few, mm -hmm. a few things a few issues um it's about kind of yeah, questioning like, questioning those bad feelings isn't it or like things that make you feel bad yeah. it's like questioning it and also I think it's really important to say just what you said it like it's not always once a month for me like in the past it's been way more often you know it totally depends on what what I'm going through and that always changes and I think that's for probably for everybody you're it's never going to be all smooth sailing and I think it's, what do you think your biggest lesson is from therapy oh that's that's a really good question it changes all the time. It kind like of depends. your biggest breakthrough? My biggest breakthrough. I suppose probably I, like I'm really strong. You know, I just wouldn't be, wouldn't ever consider myself really strong. And then I suppose I look back to when I started and where I was like mentally then where I am now. Mm. It's like I'm a completely different person, you know. And there's been so many, so many different lessons that have come from that. Uh, and also just become so much more aware of myself, of things that bother yeah. me, of things that I enjoy, of how to like live with other people and happily and like what the people that I enjoy being around and things like that like it's just so much it's totally helped me with my understanding of of life what about you what would you say is yours oh god I don't know it's a I very hard question it's a very broad question I'm so many though I always <laughs> learn like we nibbles and stuff I'm just like you know I I think as well like when you when you go to therapy, the first thing they always talk about is your childhood. Like they talk mm. about your parents, and you yeah. don't realize how much like your, your, that does affect you in your life. And like, there, there's no real fault, and everyone's doing the best that they can do as well. But I find myself that I'm always trying to impress my parents as well. I always really like had a big ego, like you know, trying to impress them because I just really wanted their praise. Like I've yeah. always wanted their praise and because they it's not their fault they didn't know how to show it they show it all, the, all like they show it so much now because I taught them from my therapy <laughs> but like you know like realizing that you don't have to do things for other people and yeah. you can do them just for you and I definitely think like that yeah that was a massive lesson for me just like you know your parents can really really affect you and that 
you don't need people's praise or outside validation like your validation can come from within as well mm. and sometimes you're always fighting for this validation like before you realize yeah that you're fighting for it you know what I mean yeah I think that's so, a really important uh, lesson as well that's how you, how you can kind of yeah. live life happily and quite simply when you realize that yeah I literally yeah, could like stay here with you and chat all day I feel like I haven't even got through all my questions but I'm conscious of time of your time so I just oh, want to thank you so much for your time for being so open for being so honest oh, no problem open book you know yeah and your <laughs> podcast you're you've just launched into your is it your what season number are you on now season six six yeah so for, if you want to hear more from Sinead you can check out her podcast there and thank you so much for joining us today I'm so grateful oh no problem thank you so much for listening to today's episode thanks again to Sinead thanks to our sponsor on post for sponsoring season two of open book I can't believe we're at the end. We've had 14 different guests. We've had 14 weeks, 28 episodes. It's It's been busy. And we're going to take a little bit of a break. I'm going to go have a baby, <laughs> move house. And we'll be back with season three at some stage in 2024. So keep an eye out. And thank you again for listening throughout the season. I'm excited for everything that's to come over the next couple of months. And I'll be able to fill you in next season when we're back. Bye.